the newest addition to Disneyland. Don't you mean? DFCA. You can't even see like one note to that song. Right. And welcome to another episode of Allied Rebels. We are your host, I'm Dee. And I'm Roxy. Again, welcome back. This week, we're going to talk about the happiest place on Earth, Disneyland. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. It's a small world after all. Anything but that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first, of course... What's new with you, Roxy? So, I went to the theater just last week, and I watched Moonfall, and I just have to say, wow, and that's not in a very good way. Oh, really? Yeah, I was really, really, I just felt like, is everyone else watching what I'm watching? Like, are we watching the same thing? What is going on? Um, the concept was really, really good. So the whole time I was like, I'm really mad that you guys are fucking this up because it's such a good idea. I'm yeah. I'm really pissed you guys are fucking it up, but it's fine. <laughs> but it's okay. It's fine. I'm over it. It's fine. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> um, uh, with Animal Crossing, I don't really have any updates per se. Um, I mean, I just finished my 10th house. Ooh. And then, yeah. Did you get to design the cafe yet? No. Oh my God. This is exciting. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully it's coming up soon. Maybe it's like the 15th or something. It should be very, very soon for you. It might even be your next thing you do. Sweet. Okay. Anyway, um, I need to upgrade my house as soon as I can because I'm literally a hoarder from the, like the hoarder show in front of my house. It's all littered and crap. And then below my house, because my house is on the hill, it's like full of crap. And Isabel, every time I go talk to her about the island, she's like, <laughs> we begin a couple of complaints that there's like a lot of litter and things laying around. Girl, bye. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> this is my island. This is my town. <laughs> yeah. You think Tom is the one that runs this shit? No. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We're the mastermind behind here, girl. We're the only one doing shit on this island. Yeah, seriously. Um, So technically, yeah. I run this bitch. I run mm-hmm. this place. Who run the world? <laughs> yeah. And um, I have been playing Resident Evil Zero. My boyfriend's it's not his favorite, so he'll watch and he'll like look up stuff for me if I need it. Um, we haven't gotten very far in it still, but we advanced a bit, so I'm excited and we'll have to finish it. Yeah, I'm super excited for you to finish it because I love it just because it gave you more to the story of Resident Evil. That's why yeah, I love exactly. it so much. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. Um, so I'm excited to like see all these things that are coming back to me every time I like the more I advance. It's like, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh yeah, I remember that. I did have a jump scare yesterday because we played it and this zombie, I don't know if you remember this part, it's like towards the kitchen area. Mm. There's this uh-huh. like door that's closed, it's like a closet or yep. whatever. And this <laughs> I've been through there so many times yeah. and I was like, all right, it's cool, it's clear, you know, like right. nothing's there. And like all of a sudden <laughs> I open the door and 
you just hear metal clashing like and I was like (laughs) (laughs) he just looks at me like what the fuck's wrong with you she's a zombie I'm like it's a scary zombie okay it's a spooky one yeah but anyway what is new with you um I've been playing a lot of Dying Light 2 still um okay so apparently people are disappointed in the game Hmm. yeah I mean, everybody's entitled to their own wrong opinion, but, um, I, okay, I can see how you're disappointed in the game if you're expecting it to be, like, a hundred percent different game. Um, the only problem I'm having right now is my internet connection. Mm. <laughs> like, when I play by myself, I'm fine. I don't phase through things or anything like that, but my internet connection is not the best, so, um, if I have my brother host the game, it's not so bad. But if I'm the host of the game, I'm like phasing through like areas or like my person isn't completing the jumps. Like they like stop mid jump and I just fall flat on the ground. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brother-in-law and my brother will hear me go, oh God. And then <laughs> they go, we're coming. <laughs> so yeah. Or like for some reason the pipes are the worst for me. So I like try to avoid them if I'm playing online. But sometimes I forget and I'll start climbing up the pipe and then I just stop and my stamina drops like that and I fall down to the ground. I'm like, oh. why? Why do I keep trying to climb pipes? Yeah, so, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's fine with buildings or scaffolding or stuff like that. But for some reason, just pipes. It's like, hmm. no. Anyway, kind of same as last time. I'm back really into the murder mystery stuff. I've watched more Netflix again. Uh, mm-hmm. still watching listening to Bailey Sarian as always because she's queen but yeah I, I just nice yeah so we've been waiting or we've been well I mean you have been too but uh Roxy finally got Nintendo online so we can be best friends so I can send her stuff on Animal Crossing yes so, <laughs> she'll get more prezzies more, that's presents by the way guys more prezzies more random like notes and stuff so yes I'm and gonna write you some letters too. we'll be notified when each other is on Animal Crossing now so we'll like open your island up I got stuff for you yeah <laughs> I know I'm excited for that aspect of it I'm so excited <laughs> sugar mama's coming yeah <laughs> <laughs> open the door <laughs> Okay, why don't we move on to our new segment. What's new in gaming? Alright, so in games we have Elix 2 coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Coming out March 1st, and it's an action-adventure RPG. In this sequel to the vintage open-world RPG Elix, Jax must once again unite the free people of the science fantasy world of Magallan against a new threat, the Skyans, who want to change the face of the planet forever. So I never heard of Elix, but it looks pretty cool. It looks very cyberpunkish, you know, mm-hmm. like robot arms and it looks cool. Right. Like, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Everybody could be Tony Stark. Uh, oh yeah like if you're stuck in traffic they don't move <laughs> exactly Flip the car over to the next state you know i think that's fair 
Road rage. That was the answer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I have wanted to do that one too many times. All right. We also have Have a Nice Death, and that's coming out on the PC only. And it's early access March 8th, and it's an action indie. Have a Nice Death is a 2D action roguelike where you play as an overworked death whose employees have run rampant, completely throwing off the balance of souls and his vacation plans. Mm -mm. In order to restore order, you'll have to grab your trusty scythe and show your employees who's boss. I want to play this. Yes, it looks so fun, dude. He's just like had it. It's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you dying tonight? He's like, Fuck, do you? Did you really just mess with me? I am death. <laughs> I like seriously, like poor death can't take a vacation. Come on now. It kind of like it's not the same, but it kind of reminded me of the game Manual Samuel, where you are Grim Reaper and you help somebody who you just killed take like take control over their body. Um, just not not like the gameplay or anything. Just like he just like done with shit. Like, come on, let's go, let's do this shit. Come on, <laughs> that was on fun too. It is. It's a pain in the ass though, because you literally have to control the arms, the legs, the breathing, the blinking. The you should watch like Markiplier or Jacksepticeye play it. Like, is it a PC game or is it like a on a it, console? It's, it's a PC game, but it's also on, on PlayStation. Console. Yeah, that's cool. Then we have Far Changing Tides coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, the Switch, and PC March 1st, and that's an adventure game. An atmospheric vehicle adventure that follows the emotional journey of a boy and his ship as he embarks on a voyage to find a new home. This one looks super cute. I really liked it. It does look super cute and... I love those type of games. Like, I love watching other people play those type of games. I don't love playing those type of games. Just because sometimes I get super ticked off. Because I'm like, it's so simple. Why can't I just do it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it looks really cute, though. Um, It's that steampunk vibe. I like that. Yeah, I agree. Also, Shadow Warrior 3 coming out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC March 1st, and that's an action-adventure game. Shadow Warrior 3 launches the offbeat first-person shooter series to the next level with a seamless blend of fast-paced gunplay, razor-sharp melee combat, and a spectacular free-running movement system. That was such (laughs) a fun trailer that they had. The gameplay looks so fun. The game looked really funny. Yeah, Dave. I was I was dying when you showed it to me. It was oh my gosh. I it made me want to play it, and I've never played the other ones before. Yeah, I never heard about this franchise before, and I'm like, dude, this looks really cool. I definitely wanna would want to play this. Right. Then we have some merch. Hidden Depths coming out PlayStation Five, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC March 10th. And that's an adventure game. Submerged Hidden Depths is a non-combat, third-person, relaxed-exploration adventure game. Set in the sunken ruins of a beautiful world. Take on the role of Miku and Taku, one cursed with a mysterious power that she wants to use for good, the other determined not to let it tear them apart. Interesting. Yeah, I watched uh, actually a trailer of the original game. Never heard of this game either. It looked really cool. Like, the premise of the first one was brother and sister. The brother was injured. Like, she basically had to carry him around the whole time. 
and um, it looked really cool. But I like the concept of it not being like you have to necessarily fight for your life. You're basically exploring, trying to find things to scavenge and like mm -hmm. help you get through. And I like that. And it looks, the scenery is really nice. It looks really cool. So it's kind of like Animal Crossing. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Animal Crossing if the flood came through. Hey. <laughs> like they'd be the animals that no one left behind. <laughs> you fucked. <laughs> um. Then we have Chocobo GP coming out on the Switch March 10th, and that's a racing game. Chocobo GP is a spin-off of the Final Fantasy series, and it features locales and characters from across the franchise, and it's a sequel to 1999's Chocobo Racing. So this game, it looks, it reminds me a lot of Mario Kart, so mm -hmm. I will say I think like if you're a Final Fantasy nerd um, oh, yeah. or connoisseur, you'll really like it. It looks cute, so... Let's face it, if they made a Resident Evil racing game, I would buy it. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I would so. buy the hell out of it. Like, Wesker can sabotage you, or um, Jill can, you know, since she's infected, she can do things too. And, like, it just Yeah, like, that'd be badass. Imagine Nami coming down and just, like, whooping you with his, <laughs> with his tentacles, and he, like, he, like, flings your car back ten slots. Or and something. you, like, earn different levels of unlocking the character like you start with the stars wesker then you go to the co veronica wesker then you go to the five wesker Ooh, you're like yeah that'd be awesome the Ouroboros wesker all right capcom you hear that <laughs> uh hit us up <laughs> right yeah because they'd listen to us clips <laughs> um and i'll just mention this game really quick because we all know about this game grand theft auto 5 <laughs> Coming out again on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series XS on March 15. Nothing new I can say about this game. We already know. It's really fun. You drive around. You shoot people. You fuck around with people. It's fine. But it's just hilarious. Like, how many <laughs> consoles can you release this on? How many times can you release it? Like, we have to make a tally and find out if, like, who's winning on the most released game. Like, is it, like, Skyrim, Resident Evil 4, GTA? I think they're up there. But here, here's a here's the difference between Resident Evil 4 that's been released on a shit ton of platforms, right? And Skyrim or GTA 5. Okay, Resident Evil 4 has been released on a shit ton of platforms, but there have been many other Resident Evil games after. True. Um, <laughs> uh, Skyrim has had Elder Scrolls after. Yeah. <clears throat> That's it. Um, GTA has not had a single game after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Granted, I will say that it's still like very fun to play many years after, mm -hmm. So, and they keep adding stuff to it. So, do I want a GTA 6? Maybe, maybe not. I might not play it because I, you know, I usually do that. I, I play, like, GTA Vice City and then I hadn't played anything until mm. 5. Same. Yeah. Oh, and I did the same with uh, Skyrim. I didn't play Oblivion, which was the game before Skyrim. Mm -hmm. But I played Skyrim and Elder Scrolls and I stopped playing Elder Scrolls online because I didn't really love it on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. It just, it felt clunky, whatever. I didn't enjoy it. But, yeah. I don't know. I just do that. Like, I'll go, I'll, I'll find games and just like, nah. I don't want to play that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be excited to play GTA 6, but it's really good, actually, mm -hmm. for how old it is. 
I agree. And considering, like, the community that's built, been built around GTA 5 with all the RP servers and, um, like, the success people have gotten from that. Like, people literally have made millions upon millions playing just GTA RP. Because it's like a freaking TV show. <coughs> yeah, let's, we need to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love watching it because I think it's highly entertaining, but people sometimes take it like it's real life. And they take it too seriously in the comments. And then I just, I've learned to just stop watching it with comments on. Yeah. I just go, nope, I don't need that part. Go, go away. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good option. Uh, yeah. Option that you have that. So, so uh, yeah. GTA is cool. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <clears throat> okay, so we had a lot of games this time. But there's not a lot of movies. <laughs> uh, there's two. Just spoiler alert. The first one is The Batman. It's coming out March 4th. <laughs> Batman ventures into Gotham City's underworld when a sadistic killer leaves behind a trail of cryptic clues. As the evidence begins to lead closer to home and the scales of the perpetrator's plans become clear, he must forge new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption that has long played the metro played, plagued the metropolis. And it's starring Robert Pattinson and Colin Farrell. I personally think Robert Pattinson is going to do a good job. I agree. I'm super stoked for this. It looks so freaking good. I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. And you love Batman anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's definitely my favorite DC superhero, so. I mean, he's the only one that matters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the most important one, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not a DC person, so I mean, Batman is the only one that I've actually ever paid attention to. Because, you know, like the movies coming out when we were younger and the comics and not comics, the cartoon stuff. Uh, and the second movie, um, it looks very heart-wrenching again. Tyson's Run it comes out March 4th also. When 15-year-old Tyson attends public school for the first time, his life is changed forever. While helping his father clear up after the football team, Tyson befriends championship marathon runner Akliru. Never letting his autism hold him back, Tyson becomes determined to run his first marathon in hopes of winning his father's approval. And the actors in here are Rory Cochran and Amy Smart. We watched this trailer and I already hate the dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I understand being frustrated that your child has autism or whatever, but you don't ever put that on the child because it's not their fault. I don't care what your mindset is. Get help for yourself. If that's how you're going to act toward your child who can't help what they are. The problem is a lot of people, they don't, they don't realize that they have an issue. Yeah. They, you know what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. like, uh, it sucks all down. but <sighs> yeah, no, I understand, but it still pisses me the fuck off. Oh yeah. <laughs> I get it. It definitely looks like it's going to be a little tearjerker. So 
But it looks interesting. It does. Um, the good thing about this movie is the actor who's playing Tyson actually is on the autism spectrum. It's not somebody who's just, you know, acting like a person who has autism. So I really like that. That's cool. In other news, the Paralympics are going to be March 4th through the 13th. And it will include alpine skiing, biathlon, cross-country skiing, para-ice hockey, snowboard, and wheelchair curling. I always watch the para-ice hockey because it's it's fucking amazing. I'm like, how, yeah. do you, how do you guys do that? Because they literally have to use their arms for everything. Moving and shooting. Wow. It's so, and there's, I've never seen it, so. I love it. Cool. It's mind-boggling how fucking amazing they are at playing and i wish i had like a pinky's worth of their talent because <laughs> dang yeah that's yeah. awesome so that's cool. cool yeah oh um and it will be held in the same arenas and things like that that are for the olympics because they use the same housing and all that stuff too they use the same ice same snow same everything nice and Summer Olympics has way more sports for Paralympics compared to Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah. But it's still fun to watch. Yeah, it's cool. I'll have to watch it sometime. All right. So let's get to the topic today. Woo-hoo! Disneyland Park, the happiest place on Earth, more colloquially known as Disneyland, is the first and original Disney theme park at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California, and is owned and operated by the Walt Disney Company. Created by brothers Walt Disney and Roy O. Disney, Disneyland has become the world's most famous amusement park and one of the most visited sites in the world. There was a televised first look of the park, along with a pre-opening for the press and VIPs on July 17, 1955, and the official and historic public opening of Disneyland occurred the following day on July 18th, 1955. So, a little history about good old Disneyland. Construction began on a 160-acre plot of land on July 21st, 1954. And in less than a year, the park opened on July 17th, 1955, welcoming 30,000 guests. Granted, like, like you just said, it wasn't to the public that day. That was the 18th, but... That's the first day it was open. For VIPs. Yeah. Construction of the park cost about $17 million, which today would have been $177 million. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Kind of, if you think about it, that's a lot of money, but also not at the same time, considering the amount of money you would be making from it. And just, yeah, the amount of work and things they put into it. Of mm-hmm. course, it's like that much money. Uh, the first 18 rides and attractions that were opened on opening day were horse-drawn fire wagon, horse-drawn surrey, a horse-drawn trolley, all fun, exciting things, uh, <laughs> Disneyland Railroad, Autotopia, Rocket to the Moon, Phantom Boats, Canal Boats of the World, King Arthur's Carousel, Mad Tea Party, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Peter Plan, Plan, Peter Pan's Flight, Snow White and Her Adventures, Casey Jr.'s Circus Train, 
Jungle Cruise, Mule Pack, Stagecoach, and the last is Conestoga Wagons. So let's go over the current state of the park. The park was designed by Walt Disney's movie studio staff to have five distinctly themed lands. At the center of the park stands Sleeping Beauty's Castle. In front of the castle is Plaza Square, the center of Disneyland's hub and spokes organizing scheme. From this central point, the original lands of the park radiate outward. This layout was designed to make Disneyland easy to navigate and to assist in distinguishing one themed area from another. Which I really love because if you think about it, back then there was probably not too well thought out of theme parks, you know? So this was like the cornerstone of theme parks of the time, like brand new, nobody really thought of it. And now a lot of places copy it. Yeah. Well, it was very successful, and it's cool because it was like his own vision. Main Street USA leads guests directly into Plaza Square from the south. Fantasyland lies to the north of the hub, aligned with the guests' approach from Main Street, Sleeping Beauty Castle serving as its gateway. Frontierland's gateway lies due west, symbolizing America's historic westward expansion. Due east lies the gateway to Tomorrowland, and Adventureland's gateway is somewhat hidden southwest of the hub, consistent with its theme of exploring the unknown and exotic. Yeah, um, uh, first time we went, I was like, where is Adventureland area? Because I have no freaking idea, this is stupid, where is it? And then, like, doing research, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Um, you have to go looking for adventure, <laughs> hello! To complement the layout, Walt wanted to create easily identifiable landmarks in each land that would be visible from the hub and draw visitors into each area, setting expectations for each themed experience. He sometimes referred to these landmarks as weenies. <laughs> yeah. Due to their vertical proportions. Yes, quite. Indubitably. The original The original <laughs> In your 30s you got this You could say weenies Also <laughs> a weenie Okay The original weenies include King Arthur's Carousel, Fantasyland Mark Twain's Riverboat Frontierland The X-1 Rocket Tomorrowland The Disneyland Railroad Main Street Station and Sleeping Beauty's castle performed the same scenic organizing function, drawing visitors toward the park entrance and the hub, respectively. Together, the hub spokes layout plus the weenies help establish a cognitive map in the mind of the visitors, making the park's organization memorable and easily understood. Which is very true, because for me, okay, not Disneyland, but I've been to Disney World several times before, and I can walk around the park and tell you, like, oh, Tomorrowland's to your right, and just keep going, and you go into other, like, when I'm there, I don't need a map. But, like, Disneyland, if I go, or when I go one more time, it'll be the same thing. Yeah. I'll be, I'll know. I think it's cool because it's, like, you know, it's, like, this really huge place, and even if you, you know, you're not familiar with it, I think it's so well laid out that it doesn't become overwhelming. It's kind of like, okay, so I'm here. This is that. I can kind of see this castle there. Let's go over there. It's just so organized that helps with that. 
So let's get into Main Street. Based on the stereotypical turn of the 20th century city, Main Street, Main Street, USA, it is home to many shops and several attractions, including the Disneyland Railroad, a horse-drawn trolley, horseless carriages, a fire truck, a double-decker omnibus, and a cinema, which now shows early Mickey Mouse shorts. To Walt, Main Street, USA is reminiscent of Marceline, Missouri, as it appeared in 1918 a place he considered his hometown. In design, Main Street USA is a reasonably faithful recreation of early Fort Collins, Colorado, the hometown of Harper Goff, Main Street's designer. It's those cool little things that, you know, other people would know that are in, like really big into Disney, but if you just love Disney or whatever, you don't like go looking for those facts. It's just nice to like find things like that. I think it's fun. The 1880s-style shops that line Main Street appear to be full of two-story buildings. In reality, however, they implement a forced perspective to give the illusion that they are full height. If the Disneyland architects had made the buildings a full two stories high, they would have looked incongruously tall compared to the castle. Forced perspective is also employed in the relative height of the buildings, with buildings in the south end or the entrance taller than the buildings at the north end or closer to the castle, creating a greater illusion of length and making Sleeping Beauty's castle appear larger than it is. Walt Disney said, For those of us who remember the carefree time it recreates, Main Street will bring back happy memories. For young visitors, it is an adventure in turning back the calendar to the days of their grandfather's youth. Above the firehouse is Walt Disney's apartment, fully furnished but is off-limits to the public. A lamp is kept burning in the window as a tribute to his memory. Oh, that's cool. I know, I love it. And next we move on to Adventureland. Adventureland is designed to be an exotic, tropical place in a far-off region of the world. To create a land that would make this dream a reality, said Walt Disney, we pictured ourselves far from civilization in the remote jungles of Asia and Africa. Attractions include Walt Disney's enchanted Tiki Room, Jungle Cruise, Tarzan's Treehouse, and the Indiana Jones Adventure. Adventureland is one of Disneyland Park's eight individual lands and is also among the park's original five. Like all of the Adventurelands around the world, the area is designed to look like a vast tropical jungle. The entrance to Adventureland is a tropical outpost and marketplace blending African, Caribbean, and Pacific influences, while the eastern side of the land is more exotic with the Indiana Jones Adventure, Temple of the Forbidden Eye, and Jungle Cruise taking up the majority of the landscape. It's been so long since I've gone, but I always love those type of areas and theme parks. I like that stuff. I don't know. I Don't get me wrong, I do like it, but this is probably my least favorite area. Okay I, okay, I shouldn't say least favorite area because I really do like it. I liked it better than I thought I would. Yeah. But yeah. That's fair. I um, I feel like it's because like when I was little, I always wanted to be like an archaeologist, a paleontologist, marine biologist, all that stuff. I like that stuff. I just, like I wanted to be Laura Croft basically, you know, you wanted to be a writer. <laughs> you wanted to be an ologist. Got it. Yeah. An ologist. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. Fuck it. Adventureland was originally developed under the name True Life Adventureland. 
inspired by the True Life Adventures documentary series. Early layout of Disneyland placed it on the eastern side of Disneyland, south of Tomorrowland, with a much narrower layout for its main Rivers of Adventure attraction, which became known as the Jungle Cruise. Initially conceived as an attraction featuring live animals, mechanical ones would be used instead to provide a consistent show. As the plans for Disneyland became finalized, Adventureland shifted to the west side of the park to better allow for Jungle Cruise River to be interconnected with Frontierland's Rivers of America. Which makes so much more sense. (laughs) Yeah. Upon its opening, Adventureland was little more than the Jungle Cruise dock and a few shops, including the Adventureland Bazaar. The area would receive several small expansions in the 1960s, with the 1962 introduction of the Swiss Family Treehouse, the Enchanted Tiki Room, and Tahitian Terrace. Other than occasional updates to Jungle Cruise and renaming of restaurants, Adventureland stayed relatively the same until the mid-1990s with the addition of Aladdin's Oasis in 1993 and Indiana Jones Adventure in 1995. Indiana Jones Adventure required the rerouting of the Jungle Cruise. The new attraction also led to an aesthetic shift to a more rustic and lived-in community to match the tone of Indiana Jones films, giving the area around the Jungle Cruise a 1938 time period setting. Swiss Family Treehouse would become Tarzan's Treehouse in 1999, and Aladdin's Oasis was removed in 2018 for the new Tropical Hideaway restaurant, which pissed me off (laughs) because... We went there in 2018, and I was looking forward to oh, going there. Oh, no, 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 no. That's awful. I feel because for you. Because Aladdin's one of my favorite Disney movies. Yeah, for so. sure. So. And moving on to Fantasyland. Here is a land of imagination, hopes, and dreams. In this timeless land of enchantment, the age of chivalry, magic, and make-believe are reborn and fairy tales come true. Fantasyland is dedicated to the young and the young at heart, to those who believe that when you wish upon a star, your dreams do come true. And this was said by Walt Disney on July 17th, 1955. And I just love that. Me too. <laughs> Fantasyland happened to be Walt Disney's favorite land in the park. Pretty it neat. Is, it's pretty neat. <laughs> it is one of the original themed lands at Disneyland. Fantasyland features Sleeping Beauty's castle at the front and a central courtyard dominated by King Arthur's carousel in front of which sits a sword and an anvil. Several times each day, a costumed Merlin helps a child pull the sword from it. That's so cool. I know. Walt Disney said, What youngster has not dreamed of flying with Peter Pan over moonlit London or tumbling into Alice's nonsensical wonderland? I sure have. I sure Mm -hmm. have. In Fantasyland, these classic stories have become realities for youngsters of all ages to participate in. Freaking love it. I will say, when I went there, I thought this would be my least favorite area. Yeah. Just because it has all the older movie rides in it, whatever. And I was like, oh, this is going to be boring. Which, don't get me wrong, it's not why it was boring. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's just, it has such a good appeal to it. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful in there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the more we talk about it, the more I want to go. (laughs) Are you getting pumped? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Originally styled as a medieval fair, Fantasyland's refurbishment in 1983 turned the area into a Bavarian village. Fantasyland is home to attractions such as Snow White's Enchanted Wish, Pinocchio's Daring Journey, Peter Pan's Flight, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Alice in Wonderland, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, Matterhorn Bobsleds, and it's a small world after all. It's one that you have to ride once <laughs> and you're done. And you're done. Never again. Unless you're hot, <laughs> then you want to go in there because it's air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember going into It's a Small World Disneyland, but I went to Disney World, It's a Small World, during Easter break. And that, oh, yeah, that was welcomed. Uh, yeah, try going in July. <laughs> That was torture itself, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the ride or the heat? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although I will say, in July, there's rain at like 2 o'clock every day that cools down. Like, it's torrential downpour at like almost 2 o'clock every day. Wow. Uh-huh. And it does cool it down for a little bit, but then it starts to get really humid again oh. because of the rain and stuff. So we walked very slow because I was like, because <sighs> I couldn't breathe. <laughs> yeah. Fun times. Yeah. And then you go to the presidential hall because that's air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next on our list is Frontierland. Here we experience the story of our country's past, the colorful drama of frontier America in exciting days of the covered wagon and stagecoach, the advent of the railroad and the romantic riverboat. Frontierland is a tribute to the faith, courage, ingenuity of the pioneers who blazed the trails across America. It's a dedication plaque that is in Frontierland. Frontierland recreates the setting of pioneer days in America in the American frontier. According to Walt Disney, all of us have cause to be proud of our country's history. Frontierland is home to the rivers of America. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the Golden Horseshoe Saloon, the Mark Twain Riverboat, Sailing Ship Columbia, the Frontierland Shooting Exposition, and the popular nighttime spectacular Phantasmic. My favorite ride in that area is the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I mean, there's really not much else to do there. So yeah, that's probably why Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is my favorite ride there. Yeah, cool. And now we're moving on to Tomorrowland. Woo! <laughs> In Walt Disney's words, tomorrow can be a wonderful age. Our scientists today are opening the doors of the space age to achievements that will benefit our children and generations to come. The Tomorrowland attractions have been designed to allow you to participate in adventures that are a living blueprint of our future. Badass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tomorrowland's showpiece was the TWA Rocket to the Moon, derived from Walt's historic Man in Space television shows in the 1950s. In the 1970s, the interior of the ride was updated and its destination was changed to Mars. Bum, bum. Walt Disney was never completely satisfied with Tomorrowland. The area underwent a major transformation in 1967 to become New Tomorrowland, and then again in 1998 when its focus was changed to present a retro future theme reminiscent of the illustrations of Jules Verne. Current attractions include Space Mountain, 
It's awesome. I love Space Mountain. Um, the Stars Tour, the adventure continues. Finding Nemo's Submarine Voyage and Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster, which is amazing and fun because, you know, I love seeing kids try to shoot things and it's just so adorable. Um, yeah, freaking Space Mountain, dude. Hella fun. If I could ride that thing over and over again, I would. That and Splash Mountain, just... Oh, yeah. If I had an infinite pass between the two, that's all I would have to ride at right? Disney. And I'd be done. I'd be good. That's awesome. Also, when you read Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, I just thought Ass Blaster. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Now we're moving on to New Orleans Square. Meant to capture the flavor and architectural detail of Bourbon Street, New Orleans Square was among the last additions to Disneyland overseen by Walt Disney himself. Opened on July 24, 1966, the area is home to two of the park's most famous attractions, Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion. I lied. I would have to ride those ones too. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. It's because they're dark. Yeah, it's spooky. <laughs> New Orleans Square is also home to a private club and restaurant known as Club 33, located above the Blue Bayou restaurant around the corner from the entrance to Pirates of the Caribbean. Not open to the general public and rarely mentioned in any of the park's promotional material, Club 33's membership costs around $7,500 to $10,000 per year with a waiting list several years long. The entrance to the club is a plain blue door marked only with an address plaque bearing the number 33. It is the only place in Disneyland where alcoholic beverages are served. That sounds pretty exclusive, dude. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> because I can get alcohol other, other places. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I'll get me some $5 barefoot, baby. I'm good. <laughs> um, I love the Haunted Mansion. Just because, you know, I love spoopy stuff. Yeah. What I remember about that ride, um, I remember being terrified to go on it because I'm a scaredy cat. But as soon as I was on, it was like really fun. It's a scary, spoopy, you know, type of vibe. I mean, it is dark, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this girl got issues. Next up is Critter Country. And Critter Country is a pine-filled woodland inhabited by anthropomorphic forest animals. The two major attractions found in this land are Splash Mountain. Fuck yes. Yes. Which used to be modeled off of the old movie Song of the South, which is currently getting an upgrade. The Princess and the Frog theme. Yeah. Which I'm super excited about because I freaking love Tiana. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Almost there. And <laughs> just like, literally ah. almost there. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm super excited because you know we're going soon and then we'll be open and yeah, it's gonna be great. It'll be great. <laughs> and the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which is um a good ride for kids. When we went, that was my youngest niece's favorite ride because it was the only one she could go on. Aww. But she so loved it. So yeah. that and Little Mermaid. Cool. The area that Critter Country now occupies was once part of frontier land known as Indian Village. <clears throat> the Indian Village was torn down and replaced by Bear Country on March 4th, 1972. Servicing as the home of Bear Country Jamboree. The land was rechristened as Critter Country in 1988 in preparation for Splash Mountain's opening. 
I feel like Splash Mountain's been there like since the dawn of time, but <laughs> it definitely was not. Yeah, I remember that was definitely one of my favorite rides. I remember going down and getting all wet. <laughs> <laughs> Super fun. I love it. Seriously. When we went, it was in December. Not a lot of people were riding it because, you know, we're crazy people who are used to colder weather. <laughs> yeah. And we rode it like three or four times in a row because we yeah. could. <laughs> I was like, yeah! Hell yeah. We started doing, like, post photos when yeah. we were about to take it. And the last one we did, we all earled it. Like, on My Name is Earl, because Earl never has his eye open in the <laughs> pictures. So we all were like, did his smile with our eyes closed? <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome. I hope you guys bought that picture. We took pictures of it, because we ain't gonna pay that much for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw you, Walt Disney. Yeah, you got enough of our money, bitch. <laughs> Just kidding, we love you. That's true. <laughs> All right, and then we're going to move on to Mickey's Toontown, which is the wacky and colorful community that Mickey Mouse and the rest of Walt Disney's classic cartoon stars call home. Opened on January 24th, 1993, and patterned after Toontown in the 1988 feature film Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Mickey's Toontown looks like a 1930s Max Flesher cartoon short come to life. Attractions include Gadgets Go Coaster and Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin. I remember this one a lot because when I went to Disneyland, I was nine and I obviously loved the really kiddie stuff, I guess. And anyway, it was super fun. I remember Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin ride and I've always loved Roger Rabbit. Right. I, that's one of my favorite movies even to this day. Wow, cool. I love yeah, it. I do love it too. Yeah. Um... They're redesigning Mickey's Toontown. Um, it's going to be closed from March 9th this year until early 2023. It'll be closed when we go. I know. Bummer. But I'll see Splash Mountain. So, Except for I didn't get to ride Roger Rabbit's cars because it was closed last time. So I was really looking forward to it. What the heck? It's okay. <laughs> I'm just sad inside. This just means you have to go another time. Yeah, I'll check your darns. In 2023. Bummer. You're gonna have to go again. Twist my fucking arm. <laughs> the newest addition to Disneyland. <laughs> Don't you mean? DFC. <laughs> 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 you can't even see like one note to that song. Right. The dit suit. Is a Star Wars Galaxy Edge. The Star Wars Galaxy Edge is a 14 acre themed area set on the planet in the outer rim of the galaxy of the Star Wars universe, which opened to the public on May 31st, 2019. When we went, it wasn't open yet, and they were working on it, and so now we're going to go, and it's going to be there. It's <laughs> a time for you. <laughs> my brother-in-law went and he did the whole jedi stuff there yeah that's so. awesome like he made his own lightsaber uh-huh. sweet set between the events of return of the jedi for aby and the force awakens 34 aby galaxy's edge sits north of Frontierland and northwest of Fantasyland on a land formerly occupied by big thunder ranch along with parts of rivers of america and disneyland's railroad this is so freaking cool i'm so jealous it's probably the part that i'm most jealous about 
I am super excited to try all of the food in that land. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm just, mmm. Last time we didn't get to eat, or we didn't get to try when we were at Disneyland, was the beignets. And let me tell you, I was super disappointed. So was my mom. Part of the reason we go to Disney and stuff is to try the foods there, because, you yeah. know, it's always so good. And when we couldn't find the beignets, we were freaking pissed. Oh, so freaking pissed. I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to be <laughs> Bitch fit! <laughs> but no, I really almost did because of how rude one of the people who was working behind the counter was to my mom. Why? What did they say? Just like her whole attitude about everything. My mom wasn't even being a bitch like she normally is sometimes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but the current rides that are in Star Wars Galaxy Edge is the Millennium Falcon. Falcon? <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, which opened in 2019, and Star Wars. Star <laughs> Almost there. Almost there. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which opened in 2020. Yes, I'm so excited for that. Uh, we need to go. Now let's move on to some fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> some fun facts. So Disneyland was originally named the Mickey Mouse Park. And then Disneylandia before settling on Disneyland. Also, just one year after Disneyland opened its door, 5 million people had visited the park. As of 2019, more than 700 million people have visited Disneyland. That's a ton of people. Uh, it's just a few. So, during opening day, more than half of the 28,000 people in attendance had invited themselves <laughs> by forging tickets or jumping the fence to get in. That's all I call people. Whoopsie! <laughs> the United States Federal Aviation Administration has declared a zone of prohibited airspace around both Disneyland and some of the surrounding areas centered at Sleeping Beauty Castle. No aircraft, including recreational and commercial drones, are permitted to fly within this zone. This level is only shared with Walt Disney World, other pieces of critical infrastructure, such as military bases and Pantex, and the United States, and whenever the President of the United States travels outside of Washington, D.C. So, it's a big deal. It really is, if you think about it. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That it has that level of clearance, you know? Mm hmm Another interesting little tidbit. Uh, the plants in Tomorrowland are all edible. Ooh. Uh, mm -hmm. It says... Yes, you can eat the plants in Tomorrowland as the themed island is meant to double as a farm where humanity makes most of its resources. Mm, makes sense. Right? The landscape areas are home to fruit trees, vegetable plants, and herbs such as parsley and rosemary. However, guests are not encouraged to nibble the landscaping. What? Wait, I didn't bring any lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You hungry? You don't have money? Just just go tomorrow, right? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> there is a pet cemetery located in the or behind the haunted mansion at Ooh, Disneyland. Pet cemetery, right? Isn't that kind of creepy? That kind of is actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some very cool people used to work there. 
Yeah. Like, you know, Colleen Ballinger, who does Miranda Sainz from YouTube. Come on, everybody knows her. Just me? Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, the likes of Steve Martin and Michelle Pfeiffer both worked there. Steve Martin was part of the staff selling guidebooks on Main Street's magic shop in the 1950s, a couple oh, of years interesting. ago. Interesting. And Michelle Pfeiffer played Alice. That is so cool. Uh, you can I definitely see it, though. Oh, absolutely. 1,000%. I need to find pictures of this. It's so right. cool. I think we figured out where the uh, pets came from. Over 200 feral cats roam in the park. Oh my gosh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh no, Fluffy just passed away. All right, here we go. It's okay. Come here, Fluffy. You live here, you die here. It's fine. I mean, that would be the place to live, I'm saying. Can I be a feral cat that lives in Disneyland, <laughs> please? Right? <laughs> First, get food. Meow. <laughs> 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 I'll even wear a tail <laughs> if you want me to. I don't care. Just wear your mouse ears. You're a mouse. No, because then the cats will chase me. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's how I like living there. All the mouses and all yeah, the, right? the mices. Mices. But uh, it said that Walt Disney used to wait in lines with the guests out of sheer joy. Which, okay, I took it as he loved hearing how people... Um, like, <laughs> we talk about how much they loved Disneyland and how great they thought it was. But Roxy took it a little differently. <laughs> hey, I was just thinking, it's a power trip. He's like, yes, yes, you peasant, you get to wait. If I really wanted to, I could punch you, throw punch you, and walk straight to the front of the line. I kid. But it was just a funny thought I had. Yeah, it was. I was like, well, that's not how I took it. <laughs> it's Disney after dark. How much money you paying for that one? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I can tell you on opening day in Disney in the daytime, um, <laughs> park admissions were only $3.50, which to be equivalent to today's pricing, we should only be paying $36.72. But no, our average price is $128, which I mean, you know, costs have gone up. That's still crazy though. That's Imagine. Capitalism for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember I told I was telling you that um, I have my original park ticket from when I went in 1995 it was $35 for a child ticket yep so yeah that's just insane slight inflation just a little bit a little bit so Disneyland closed the Skyway on November 9th 1994 at the time, a Disney spokesperson claimed in the Orange County Register that the closure was due to declining popularity. Sure, okay. Right. And that the attraction staffing would be needed to work the then-upcoming Indiana Jones Adventure, Temple of the Forbidden Eye attraction, that would open in 1995. Though outside speculation suggests that the closure was due to stress cracks in the Matterhorn supports and a desire to keep operation costs low. It was more probably for lawsuits than it was for... To repair it. Yeah. That's true. It looked really cool, though, I will say. So Disneyland has only closed five times in its history. Those times included the National Day of Mourning for John F. Kennedy in August 1970, when there was a protest for the Vietnam War, the Northridge earthquake in 1994, and of course 9-11, and COVID-2020. So it's not been closed very often. <laughs> no. Cool little fact. Gum and shelled peanuts are prohibited from the park. 
Okay. Which, <clears throat> I did not know that about gum, and I've literally chewed gum every time I've been there. Oh, so there's, like, no gum police walking I around? I guess not. Okay. Open your mouth. <laughs> I'm not a spitter. <laughs> You're a swallower, then, huh? Ooh, hey. Yeah, mom didn't raise no quitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate swallowing gum, though. I yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I might be a quitter then. <laughs> yeah. I guess the shell peanuts would be annoying. Yeah, that would be Kinda very annoying. Having to eat that shit all yeah. the time. But who? I guess I shouldn't say who would do that, but just people do it all the time, all the time. Really? Yeah, even at hockey games, people just throw peanut shells on the floor. Like, what the fuck is your problem? No, I get that because that's definitely big in like baseball parks. But you, you go to, I'm gonna go to Disneyland, and you know what? I'm gonna snack on some peanuts today. (laughs) Like, I don't know, buy a fucking pretzel while you're at the park. (laughs) Try some of the shit they have there. Maybe that's just people's favorite snack. Okay, guess please. (laughs) It is said that Walt Disney's apartment is haunted by his ghost, and the lamp will sometimes burn out even though it had just been fixed. Oh, that's a cool spoopy fact. I know. Like, I watched this whole, um, the haunting of Disneyland thing, and there's supposedly a lot of haunting, haunted places there, but I can only remember that one. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's super cool, though. Oh, and Haunted Mansion is supposed to be haunted, too. You know, I wouldn't expect no less out of the Haunted Mansion and this pet cemetery that they have. Right? It's okay, guys. It's just cats. Just cats uh, coming to, you know, spook ya. Boo! As many of you probably already know, there are many hidden Mickeys that are visible around Disneyland. Some of these are meant to be seen as references to Mickey Mouse as part of the decor. Others are deliberately created and concealed, sort of an inside joke for the um, Imagineers and cast members, which are freaking amazing because sometimes you'll just walk around like, hey, there's Mickey. (laughs) I see that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I didn't know about this when I went, but... I mean, I get it. It's it's Disneyland. Their mascot is Mickey. I'm like, there's just a lot of Mickey, uh, a lot of Mickey's uh, right? like shapes uh, everywhere. Right, just everywhere. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is look for hidden Mickey's, which yeah. I didn't find out the first time. I didn't know about hidden Mickey's the first time I went either. Mm-hmm. But like the next couple times I went, I purposely started looking for them. Yeah. Like, this is so cool. I know it's like a little scavenger hunt while yeah. you're there. They should have like a prize. For whoever Ooh. found the most that day. Did you have a tally sheet for that? That'd be awesome. Or you have to take a photo of each one that you found. Mm, I like that better. That way you can't just be like, well, I found this one. Yeah. Either like have a phone app and like do a uh-huh. check-in. Ooh, that'd be cool. Um, just me. <laughs> Hit us up. Uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> we're, we're, we're having creative juices today. Resident Ooh. Evil car game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hit a Mickey app. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Um, so the oldest thing in Disneyland is not the park itself. King Arthur's carousel is older than the theme park and it was built in 1922. Dang, son. Right? It's crazy. And it's gorgeous. Oh, I just can't wait to go back again so I can like <laughs> see this stuff all over again. Um, a cool little thing happened in 1995. A time capsule was buried at Sleeping Beauty's castle. It will be open July 17th. 2035 on its 80th anniversary that's gonna be so freaking cool i can't wait to see what's in it i know um we already talked about club 33 
But did you know that Tom Hanks and Elton John may be a part of it? Ooh. Okay, then maybe I would go to be part of it, pay a little bit. Like, what up, boys? <laughs> hey, fellow Club 33ins. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, isn't that such a good number, guys? <laughs> uh, 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 homies? <laughs> I'll skill it. Oh, losers. Okay. <laughs> Ah, in September 2021, there was an interview asking Disney how they keep or get bread, keep bugs away, whatever. And they're like, it, you know, pesticides would be probably the easiest way, but they didn't want to do that. So they want to use natural repellents and they use liquid garlic. Interesting. Right? Where do they put it? They spray it like throughout the park. Outside? outside? Mm hmm. Oh, I thought they would also would have sprayed like maybe like orange like citrusy or sort of mm -hmm. herby nope. stuff because mosquitoes can't stand the smell of garlic well shit i'm gonna be rubbing myself with some garlic next <laughs> right? time we look like out in the wild like camping or something yeah the more you know so there are a couple of things that happen with uh some of the seasons for example, around Halloween time in mid-September, the park is dressed up in Halloween decorations. The Haunted Mansion is transformed into the Haunted Mansion Holiday. Jack Skellington and friends create an X-Cream makeover. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a really cool time to go. I didn't know that it was like that uh, when I went. Yeah. Because, you know, but when I turned and I saw the Haunted Mansion, Jack Skellington was sitting on the gate. I went, <gasps> Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids were like, oh my god, this is all Dee's going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so also, we have Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy that takes you to a haunted sector where ghosts will try and get ya. <laughs> Coming to get ya, Baba. <laughs> also, there's Mickey's Trick or Treat Party for the, you know, the little ones. And you can come at night for an exclusive party and dress up as your favorite character. Also, you can catch a glimpse of the Halloween Screams fireworks show. Oh my god, I want to go to there. Uh, that has to be so awesome. Can't tell. Halloween's my, like, my favorite time of the year. So. And you like Nightmare for Christmas just a little just, bit. Just tiny, 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 a lot of it. <laughs> Since the park opening in 1955, Christmas has been celebrated at Disneyland. During the season, which usually runs from mid-November to early January, the park is dressed in festive decorations, the PA system plays Christmas music, special Christmas parades, and fireworks shows are run. And It's a Small World, Haunted Mansion, and Jungle Cruise get holiday themes known as It's a Small World Holiday. And Haunted Mansion is Nightmare Before Christmas themed, and it's chef's kiss great. Since 2017, Disneyland hosted Disney After Dark, an annual event where the park is open to the public for a full 24 hours. Every year has seen different themes, often past decades in Disneyland history. Um, yeah, I want to do that too. Yeah, that's awesome. Disney After Dark dark i would totally try to stay at disney for the full 24 oh, hours oh yeah same that would be so fun like i've stayed it for 48 hours before i think i could do 24 hours <laughs> dang girl 
I mean, I didn't want to stay for 48 hours, uh, but my body was like, you're not tired. You're fine. Yeah. Um, and every year, sorry, that was like weird sounding. Um, every year there are major fireworks displays on the 4th of July and New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's cool. I do like me some fireworks. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying they're not your favorite, but yeah. it's all right. <laughs> I, okay, I do like watching it with other people. Like, seeing the kids' reactions to it, like, mm-hmm. seeing their enjoyment makes it happier, better for me. Yeah. If if I was going just for me, I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen blue and red lights before. It's fine. Yeah, cops chase me all the time. No. <laughs> I've played Grand Theft Auto, okay? (laughs) So, what are some of your favorite memories from your trips to Disneyland? Well, I only had one trip to Disneyland. But I would say my favorite memory is being able to ride Splash Mountain that many times in a row and doing the different poses. It was just so fun and you would never think, ever think that you would ever be able to do that. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. How about you? Um, the thing I remember the most is the castle. I think it's so gorgeous. I I just love it. It just you know, I've always loved Disney movies and it felt like I was like in an actual Disney movie. It was just sense. so awesome. I also really like Roger Rabbit uh, Roger Rabbit's ride. Um uh, just that Toontown area, I just loved it so much. Also, I really love all the stuff uh, in Tomorrowland, like Space Mountain. Super freaking fun. Yeah, and Splash Mountain is freaking hella awesome. I think next time I go, my favorite will probably will probably yeah, my favorite will prob- probably yeah, <laughs> my favorite will probably be um the Star Wars Galaxy Quest stuff. Galaxy Edge. <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal. That's illegal. Uh, DMCA. (laughs) Yeah, Star Wars Wars, uh, Galaxy Edge. (laughs) Star Wars. Star Wars. Love Star Wars. Love Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, um, I think that will definitely be fun. And you have to tell me all about it. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited. I've seen a lot of, like, YouTubers and reviews on the food that's there. Mm. And the ride's not so much because a lot of them didn't go because of COVID. So, yeah, they're just like, uh, we know this is what it's like there, so we just recreated it at our house, like, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited yeah. to go. I love rides and stuff like that, but Disneyland doesn't have a ton of rides that I'm like I have to ride that California Adventure on the other hand there's a lot of rides over there yeah. that I'm like I have to ride those because right. that's where all the roller coasters are and stuff like that you yeah. know yeah for sure so next time I go one of the rides I really want to ride besides the Star Wars stuff is Alice's the Mad Hatter teacups I've always wanted to go on those. I freaking love Alice. Why did you go? I didn't get to go because I can't remember what it was. But the day that we went, it was like close during the like a period of time, oh. so I never got to go. 
They're so fun. I they know. they seem like they'd be so or they would be boring because they're so no. I yeah. loved them. I know. Same with the Dumbo ride. Like I yeah. actually really enjoyed the Dumbo ride. And oh. I thought this is gonna be dumb. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Dumb. Dumbo. Oh hell. <laughs> I thought I wasn't gonna like the Peter Pan ride, which I didn't particularly love the ride itself, but I love the ambiance before you go in it. Oh cool. It's so cool. Like yeah. the Tinkerbell like flying all over the place. Oh, like cute. and um it's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. So cool. Yeah, um, definitely we'll have to write that though next time I go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not gonna go to Disneyland this year. I will be going to Disney World, so I will be writing those at yeah. Disney World. So I'm excited! Yay! Well, this definitely made me want to go to Disneyland even more than I already did. I know, me too. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Join us next time for our 10th episode. Woot woot! We're not going to have a specific topic per se. We're going to do what we're going to call a random session. It's going to be really fun. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Make sure you follow us on all of our social media. All of the links are going to be down on the show notes. And join us on Discord. So uh, what do you say, Roxy? You ready to head to Tomorrowland? To Tomorrowland and beyond. To the loop, fellow rebels. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Love Star Wars. Love <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs>